Hi guys, I'm Rich, one half of Beard and Bear. This is a message recorded on the 19th of June 2020. Due to ongoing revelations in the wrestling industry regarding currently emerging accusations against a number of UK independent WWE, NJPW and AEW wrestlers, we have felt compelled to affix this message to the start of our archived content. We have chosen to keep our archive content as is, for the purposes of transparency. Please be aware that discussions about wrestlers currently embroiled in the ongoing Britress abuse scandal were recorded before these revelations came to light. If you wish to hear our views on these accusations before you continue to listen to our archived content, please feel free to search for hashtag speaking out on our anchor.fm forward slash jfabe profile. In addition, on the back of recent protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, like everyone should, we have checked our privileges in context of what we have learned, particularly regarding sensitivity and microaggressions. I have discussed our past content with multiple people of various different races, creeds, religions, sexualities, genders um, from across our society, and feel some of it may not best reflect our views as they are currently held. However, This podcast has been left as it was originally released. Some opinions are kayfabe and are given by parody characters or personas that do not reflect the present views of Rich or Jay or the actors portraying them. Listener discretion is advised. Everything you hear from this point on is what was released on the original day of publishing. Thank you very much. Hey, it's me. AEW superstar MJF, filling in for Taz, who's totally not avoiding anyone. Thank you for checking out the Showing Light podcast, part of the JFabe universe. You can keep track of Showing Light at anchor.fm forward slash JFabe. That's J-F-A-B-E. In addition, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, among other RSS aggregators. Please rank on iTunes so more people see our content. We'd really appreciate it. At JFA Podcast on Twitter for universe announcements. At Showing Light JF for wrestling stuff. And our host Rich has a Twitter handle of at Not a Time Juke. Showing Light is a podcast set in the JFABE universe, so sometimes stuff happens in the future or even in space. You can keep track of Showing Light podcast on YouTube. If you've missed a podcast and just want to catch up on the story or the best bits, look for JFABE there. Get the whole season one story in our Christmas special playlist or look for the season two playlist to catch up. You always get the full story on JFABE's YouTube. Now, without further ado, it's the season premiere of JFA Presents Showing Light Podcast. Wow, that's that that's really a mouthful. That's just search one of those terms, you'll find us. Y'all black. The fool is here to see you. Thank you, Ivar. You serve me so well. It is Eric, sir. Of course. My apologies. You and your brother work so well on the battlefield together. It's hard to tell you apart. Sometimes. Tommy! So pleased to see you. Shipmaker, you are like a brother to me. However, I do not go by the name Tommy anymore. It is a name for me as a boy. 
Ever since I became Jarl of these flats, the old gods have given me the name Black. Alistair Black. <laughs> it would please them if you remember it. You will always be tummy to me. And you, shipbuilder, will always be known throughout these lands as the greatest shipbuilder alive. <laughs> yes. But of course, you didn't come all this way just to hear me say your name, did you, Cory Graves? I hear tale. You have found a gift. A gift from the heavens. A gift from the skies. A gift suitable for a Jarl. A gift from the sky. Is not meant for men in Jarls. You know this. Then it is a victory that you have the ear of the seeker as well. Is it not? As Jarl. I have but one question to ask of you, brother. Where did you find this stone from the sky? On the beach, in a great storm. He came to me. A storm like the one that is battering the walls now. The fiend's hammer strikes twice in a day. That is most unusual. I can hear his voice. Its singing used to be heard by anybody with ears. But now, its song is only for my mind. Yours and the Seekers, my brother. He approaches now. What do you hear it singing? Before he arrives. The rift will open. Chafing will fall. Seek the glove. The light will shine again. These sound like the ramblings of a madman. Is it singing one of your songs, Cory? <laughs> Laugh as you like. The old god, Road Dog, was a fool. But he still drinks in the Hall of Fame. The Seeker approaches. Old One, Seeker, I am so pleased to host you in my hall. It is so rare a pleasure that you come down from your tower to bask in the glory of us mortals. The Seeker was tweeting. Like the birds, when he heard the singing of a new god. And pray tell, what else can it sing? Drink the milk of the seeker, and you will know. It always tastes so bitter. Drink! It always <laughs> Drink! makes me feel so happy. Cool. And so sad at the same time. Tommy. Again, together. War is coming. A war between the old gods and the new gods. The sky is going to fall. And it will bring a man. Yes, he's seen. A man who will have many battles. Many of them bloody battles. A man who makes music and sings songs of the new gods. The old gods. They will have his tongue. There will be another battle. 
in the skies. Yes! A battle between a father and a son that still wages today. A battle of self. We must build ships. We will need a shipbuilder. Yes! More ships for war. They will have a new design. A new design which is in our skies and falling to our earth as we speak. The world comes tonight. <laughs> the rift will open. J-Fabe will fall. Go and seek the glove. The light has shone again. He has come. All 300 of them. <laughs> so I've had a really busy year. Obviously, came back in May. Um, I haven't really heard from you. Um, really like to do an episode of Where the Fuck is Taz as part of the Show in Light NJPW special. Um, if you just want to get in touch. Um, I'd love to have you introduce the show, really, if I'm honest. I'm, 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 yeah, I've already told you the time, so just... Just turn up if you can. Alright, mate. Uh, speak to you later. Bye. And now, JFABE Season 2 and JR's Barbecue present Showing Light Wrestle Kingdom 14 Special Episode. JR's Barbecue. <coughs> That's good shitting. I'm MJF. And I'm introducing your hosts, J.M. Rich. Hi, guys. Showing light. Yeah. yeah. 2020. <laughs> we got first there. First show 2020. Yeah, first show 2020, bitches. Can't, should I call them bitches? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a way to start off a year, isn't it? <laughs> Jay, I've been doing yeah, it ages since we've podcast. It's not been that long, has it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it all, it's all a matter of perspective, mate. All a fucking matter of perspective. So, this year, we've got a 2020 vision fixed on the future. We are... 2020 vision. 2020 vision. <laughs> like it. I'm copyright. I should have copyrighted that. I bet some companies already got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pointing forward, one. we know exactly where we're going with this. Um, we have lots planned for this year. First step on that journey is, of course, NJPW's Wrestle Kingdom 14. Oh, what a weekend of fucking wrestling. Just pure wrestling. Yeah. But pure wrestling. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I want to thank um, MJF for doing the intro, of course. Um, He's a JFABE regular um, nowadays, part of the JFABE universe. Showing Light is now on the JFABE channel. That's it. We've merged. Everything is done. 
<sighs> we got there. So, yeah, we got we got where we need to be. So Jay, Rich, update us, mate. What's been going on? What's been going on in your world? We going in my world. Yeah, just usual, mate. Stalkers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Stalkers who may or may not be listening to this podcast and plotting your death as we speak. Probably, yeah. Hi, <laughs> I'm Rich. I'm the other woman. Hello. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, of course, this is um, Judas. No, it's not Judas. It is no. a song that Fozzy did not protect quite so severely on YouTube. <laughs> that I was able to get a hold of instead. Um, just going to turn that turn that right down there. So Wrestle Kingdom, fuck me, Wrestle. Ki- so a year ago, we recorded our pilot episode of this show, and apart from the fact that it was so fucking appalling that we never allowed <laughs> it to. Kind of incoherent. <laughs> well, we did that thing that we used to do when we were when we were kind of started out, where we just kind of laugh at each other a lot and make like. I realised in the end that we got actually got there better. Were some good points, though. There were some good points thrown in. Yeah, there were some really good points, um, but it was like two and a half hours of us slowly getting drunker, and then obviously <laughs> well, already being already being drunk before we started. Yeah, yeah, there was that as well. So by the time we got to the end, and I mentioned a few a few things that probably shouldn't be mentioned on a public podcast um we we decided that it would be time to stop um and start again um so that never saw the live day but the main gist of that podcast was that you were severely disappointed with wrestle kingdom 13 were you not oh i hate it <laughs> i thought it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they, it was... they lost a lot of their star power going into it and you could tell within the matches they were already planned out for the mm. elite to be in it and you could tell that there was pieces missing um i think part of that i mean because the elite was still there i mean it was still kenny omega um tadahashi all of that kind of thing but um really? okay it was a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I clearly forgot <laughs> no, no 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 um but you are kind of right because um all of the wrestling media this week has mentioned that um kenny omega said things um which i'm thinking of introducing a new section um in our shows going forward called kenny what, omega, kenny omega say- says things Yes, um, because we sure as fuck couldn't fill any time with Kenny Omega does some good wrestling because he hasn't done any since since AEW started. Um, um, hit me up on Twitter. It's at not a time duke if you want to call me a twat for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so recently, Kenny Omega said that they were wanting to do a fifty-fifty booking on him and Tanahashi, and we, they wanted the fans to actually be fully torn but when um njpw got wind that kenny was leaving um they had in all of the japanese media at least kind of um made him out to be a bit of a villain um to quite a large degree um and done everything they could to make him look weaker um and make tanahashi look like the hero um which derailed the entire match um because it meant so much less due to the build um what uh, what do you think the difference is between last year and this year like fundamentally um if you could kind of sum it up for anybody who's not willing to listen past the 15 minute mark 
Um, I would say that Skinner 14 clearly had a better plan with um, mm. Gado. Gado seriously upped his game throughout the year, really, uh, yeah. to bring it back. Um, this Wrestle Kingdom, it was long, but it was worth it. Mm. Um, and all the rest was completely solid. You couldn't fault any of the matches at all. Yeah. Um, I whereas mean... last year, I was completely destroying every single match. Absolutely fucking smashed it, didn't they? Um, yeah. I mean, I've, so I haven't had the chance to watch every single bit, but I'm going to go through the results um, up until the up to the matches that everyone's listening for. Um, but it was stretched over two nights. What do you think to the two-night format as well? Um, with the amount of championships that each Pro Wrestling have, and also adding the Rev Pro Rev British Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, it kind of mm. makes sense. You can't fit it all into one show. If you're going to have a New Japan Pro Wrestling event, each match needs to be at least 25 minutes to an hour. So yeah, um, <laughs> I mean that's that to me is the kind of the main the main thing that changed this year um, is the fact that the matches that needed it, um, the matches such as um, Tanahashi Will Osprey. Um, you know, Naito, Jay White. Takahashi. Um, yeah, Takahashi. Um, well, Osprey, sorry. Yeah, nope. Thank you for correcting me. Um, Akada, right. Ibushi. Um, all of them got the time they needed to breathe, but even the, the kind of less anticipated matches, such as um, Finjuice versus Gorillas of Destiny, for instance, I mean, that went 13 and a half minutes, um, which... Last year would have been an impossibility, um, and we're only talking about the first night here. So, um, should we crack on? Unless you've got Let's... anything else you want to kind of say to summarise all of that? Let's crack on. Cool. Um, so, opening match was um, Mayu Iwatani um, and Arisa Hushiki, um, who faced Hannah Kimura and Gyula. Um who was with Jungle, Kiona, and Konami. Um, I believe that that was a Stardom special match, um, which um, that was that was actually dark anyway, um, so nothing much to worry about there. Um, the first televised match was um, Tony Hanare, uh, sorry, Tao Hanare, um, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, and Alex Coughlin, um, who faced the great, heel, the great bash heel, which was Togi Mikabe and Tomayoki Honma. Um, and Yoti Tsuju and Yoya Umera. Um, that was an eight-man tag team match. Any thoughts on that? Did you? Any thoughts on those people? I don't even know who they are. Uh, GBH been going for a while, but yeah, no, not really. Um, um, yeah, they were pretty big, like I'd say about six years ago. But yeah, just veterans in the background who do pre-shows now. So. Uh, well, well, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I think they're one of those people who have been kind of up and down. Um, that ah, uh, yes, sorry, I, I I know who we're talking about now. They've been um, multiple time IWGP Heavyweight Champions, um, yeah. tag team champions, etc. They're kind of that that kind of. If um, Bradshaw and Farouk were still wrestling today, that they're they're doing what they'd be doing. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, is no, a fair I think you're right. Yeah, I think you could say that they are a bit like APA of the yeah. Japanese world. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they've won all their championships. They're there to kind of support card if they need to, um, but probably have more important roles um, elsewhere. Like commentary. Uh, 
Well, yeah, of course. Um, I do believe Togi Makabe um, ended up doing Japanese commentary. Yeah. Anybody, anybody who I'll, I'll be talking about Night Two um, and the problems that that had on the New Japan Gold service, probably. Um, this um, after, part two, part two. You know exactly what I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So we all, we all, everybody in England um, and America ended up watching the Japanese commentary version because it was the only version that actually had a frame rate that was tolerable. Um, Tenkozi also on the on the pre-show. Um, that's Hiroshi um, Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima. Um, they faced Yuji Nagata and Manabu um, Nakanishi. Five minutes, 47 seconds, pre-show, nothing much to write home about with these guys. Again, they're all just old pros who are there to pick up the Wrestle Kingdom paycheck. Fair enough. Um, right then, then we get on to the proper card. Um, it was an eight-man tag team match um, starting it Standard. off. Standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do you even watch the eight men tag matches at this kind of event, especially when it's stretched over two days? Because, I mean, um, a good example I, would be... I can say I didn't watch it. At all, yeah. Um, I went straight to match seven. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can understand that. Um, I mean, they're good. I like. They can set up feuds. They can set up other matches. That's happening. They very often night. enhance feuds as well. But I yeah. mean, in this case, a lot of the people who were appearing, um, kind of, it was to sell either their following night's match. Um, in which case, you're only going to get kind of preliminary kind of contact with them, um, or alternatively, you're going to get. Um, you're going to get kind of a work on an angle. Um, but of course, it was the first match. Naoki Sano, um, Shinjuri Otani, um, um, Tatsuhihito um, Takeawa, and Ryo Suzuki Taguchi. Um, they were against um, the great Suzuki, Tiger Mask, Tatsumi, Fujinami, and of course, Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, that had Norio Hanaga as the special guest res- referee. Um, I did watch the Jushin Thunder Liger match from the second night, um, considering it was his last match ever. was worth watching, um, as far as I was concerned. But Jushin, Th- all I can say about him at this stage is, um, what a fucking pro. Always has been. Yeah. I remember, when- I remember watching him when I was like, seven years old on Bravo watching New Japan Pro Wrestling this guy mm. was my favourite wrestler at that point in Japan yeah um, I mean some of us like my first introduction to him was in the cruiserweight division WCW as a guest um, during the 1995-96 kind of period where there was a lot of New Japan crossover stuff happening on, on Nitro um, mm. and it was a name that once I had learned to say it like that was my first achievement by the time I'd learned to say it I was a fan if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, because yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just one of those names. You, you, you're, kind of, you're, you're kind of eight years old. You're concentrating on it. You're like, okay, I've got to learn this name because it sounds really cool. Jushin Thunder Liger. And then by the time you've actually learned to say it, you're already a fan because the guy, the guy was just like nothing we'd ever seen before. Um, Suzuki Gun were next. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and El Desperado. Um, they were versus... Oh, I'm bringing it back. You ready? Here we go. Los Incognables de Japón, um, which consisted of <laughs> Sonada, Evil, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi. Um, this was an eight-man tag team match. It lasted eight minutes, 39 seconds. I suppose this is a good time to talk about the factions in NJPW coming into the new year. Um, 
where do you think Suzuki Gun are and where do you think they're heading? Um, I think uh, Suzuki himself, Minoru Suzuki, is on his way out um, mm. at this point. I don't see him wrestling for maybe another two years, maybe, before he heads out. I, I have had this feeling with him um, over the past kind of... I'd say about the past kind of 18 months to two years that the majority of his feuds have, have felt very much like last time feuds. Um, yeah. Like, for instance, there was there was the absolutely phenomenal series that he did with Ishii um, that we were we were honoured enough to see um, play out at Rev Pro um, back in Manchester about 18 what months ago. Yeah. Fuck me. Um, and that, that, that series continued then until the end of the G1 season as well. And... They were just phenomenal, um, but then obviously there was this, this back and forth with Jushin Thunder Liger um, that involved Battle Liger and um, Kishin Liger as well. That again, um, I mean, did you did you get a chance to see his thing with Battle Liger? Um, uh, not Battle Liger, no. Um, but Kishin Liger, that was interesting, wasn't it? I should have stayed uh, in yeah. that form. Should have yeah. stayed in that form because that was it would have been brutal if he did that. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it was a really good angle anyway, um, but they played out this angle where Jushin Thunder Liger became Kishin Liger, which very rarely seen. It's, I suppose you'd say it's crossed between... I'd say you'd say it's crossed between Cactus Jack and the Demon, um, yeah. Finn Balor. Um, and he's only ever been used four times, including that one night, um, and he's incredibly brutal, and it was very brutal. Um, and then the following night, um, when he turned up, he got Battle Liger, which is even more rarely used, which is like his ultimate wrestling form. Um, and that match, if anybody ever doubts that Minoru Suzuki can still go, they they just need to watch that match because both of these guys put on a clinic that night. Um, I'll go out your way to see that. That'll be on a list of my matches for 2019. Yeah, maybe I've seen it. Maybe I haven't. I mean, if I've seen it's, that, I probably remember it. So I probably haven't. It's the one where he's um, in his in his mask, but he doesn't have the fake hair on. It's like a bald head kind of mask that he wears. It looks closer to a cross between Rey Mysterio um, and somebody who doesn't have the physique of a child. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I haven't seen it then. <laughs> <laughs> Worth going out your way for. I'm pretty sure it was maybe Dominion. Um, okay. Is Dominion the one that happens in kind of October time? Uh, I think so. Um, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's it, it's. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to look that up. I'll I'll remind myself later. Um, it's not Dominion. It's something else. Um, anyway, anyway. Suzuki Gun. Do you reckon Zack Saber Junior. heading for the top there? Unless you bring someone else in, but yeah, no, Zack Saber Junior. is definitely his right hand man, so he would definitely be taking that position. Mm. I could see there being a bit of a, I could see there being a bit of a rivalry between him and Tai Chi at this stage, um, but only because they seem to be wanting to artificially um, inflate Tai Chi's influence um, beyond where it should necessarily be at this point. Is that because he's holding the Iron Fingers? Um, possibly. Um, mm. Not quite sure what the Iron Fingers are, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that iron glove. Oh yeah, yeah. I try. Yeah. I don't know. I try and stay away from any gimmick with gloves in at the moment. Um, but yes, yes, I do know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Los Incognablés thoughts. 
one of the better factions within New Japan mm. Pro Wrestling. They're one of my favourite factions. Every single um, one of them are just worth writing home about, aren't they? I don't know about Evil. I'm still, I'm still not a fan of Evil. I, th- I think it's because his conception of Evil and the Western conception of Evil really don't mesh, do they? It's like... Well, go on. You've got, you've got his thing that he brings out, his LED light that spins around. <laughs> yeah, evil, I, <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy who sits behind me um, in, my, in my meat space job. Um, and he has a fan with a clock that does that on it. Oh, good. You go, <laughs> you know, that's, so, mate, that's evil. <laughs> yeah, that, that, right, nah, evil I'm, mate. I'm pretty sure he's pretty fucking satanic, <laughs> that guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, evil, evil. I think the problem is is that the way that it's hokey enough that it kind of comes across as, um, you know, like a kid. Um, if you told a kid dress up as the most evil thing you could think of for Halloween and just took them to a shop, you know, you're just, let's say nine, ten, maybe a bit overweight, you'd already let them grow the hair because they'd listened to a Nirvana album once. Um, you know, you take them to the shop, um, and you say you can pick anything, like, and then you sit there and you and you look at your watch and they're like, just come, I'll, I'll be out of the sec, Dad, I'll be out of the sec, and then they finally open the curtain and what's there and you've just got to not laugh because you're like that just looks stupid. That just looks stupid. <laughs> That's yeah. what evil is dressed like. Yeah, he's dressed like that kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good, Dad. Yeah, you did stupid. <laughs> Let's go buy that can't, now. <laughs> can't wait to take you around everyone's house on Halloween. They're gonna be so scared. Let's hope there's no racism, racism in your sweets. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic! <laughs> Sonata, of course, is having the year of his fucking lifetime at the moment, though. Sonata, mm. I'll I'll get into Sonata um, on the second night because yeah, yeah, this guy, the... this 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 guy is going to go to the top. Yeah, um, that's providing they keep his software updated. Um, shit. <laughs> 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 Look, the guy can't emote. <laughs> he can't emote. He, he's just like he's like Jack of Tekken. I don't know. He's he's got a bit more flexibility than Jack of Tekken. Let's, let's face it. After that Zack Saber match. Oh yeah, no, there is any style. Oh um, oh no, yeah. style wise, I'm just talking about his face doesn't emote. I don't know oh, if right, it's yeah. just we're not. We I don't know if it's just I'm not dialed in um, to the facial expressions he uses. He does a lot with his eyes, but. Shingo Takagi obviously had one hell of a year. Um, his match with Will Ospreay um, at Best of the Super Juniors. Um, he seems to die down a little bit. He's died down, but he's had his time. Um, and I think, I think the thing is because obviously you get a lot of um, you get a lot of these situations where um, New Japan wrestlers' weights fluctuate. So the G One comes up and they they put on weight. Um, they keep that weight on usually um, throughout um, destruction. Um, that's what I was thinking of earlier. Destruction, um, destruction in Kobe, all the way through the tag league. Um, then lose it after Wrestle Kingdom um, and get ready for the Super Junior stuff and the more summary stuff. Um, I think I, I, he's. Yeah, I reckon he's going to be going to the tag division with Evil. To be fair, I reckon so. Going to be going to be taking a singles run. Mm. But I mean, my point is, is that Shingo Takagi is great as long as he has a series of athletic light heavyweights to work against um, who can wrestle. 
yeah. that that's my understanding of him. Bushi, um, again, just yeah, he's 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 just phenomenal at what he does. Yeah, he's he's the most probably underrated one out of the lot. Uh, when yeah. you see him wrestle, you kind of remember how good he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the problem is you've got you've got a guy who's got very distinct kind of um, gimmick. He's got the whole lucha thing going off, but he's not actually got much personality beyond the fact that he can he can jump rings around anybody there, um, which is fine. Match right. six. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we've got Chaos. Um, that was Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Turu Yano, and Yoshihashi. They defeated Bullet Club, um, led, well, sorry, um, um, spoilers. Um, Bullet Club featuring Kenta, Bad Luck Fale, Yujuri Takahashi, <laughs> and uh, Chase Owens with Pieta. Um, Chaos, how do you reckon their year's been? Not great. It hasn't, has it? They've been kind no. of. Just there. Um, they're, just, they're just chaos at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way to... The head is on. like one of the best wrestlers in the world at the moment. Mm. Without a doubt. Um, but yeah, the rest of them are just there. Yeah, We're I mean... chaos. Hey, everyone. Yoshi, Yoshihashi looks like default wrestler number six on a, a Japanese wrestling game. Um, Toru Yano is... I. I I don't know what everyone sees in him, but I can only assume that he was much better when Shinsuke was around, um, or much had much more personality. Like Shinsuke was the second half of that. Tomohiro Ishii, um, he's he doesn't need a stable. Like I look forward to his matches because it's Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I he doesn't even register to me that he's in chaos. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, exactly. Um, and Hiroki Goto. Um, I don't think I've ever managed to sit through anything other than the theme tune for him. I mean, what a fucking theme tune, but his match... He's, if if Yoshihashi is default, wrestler, default Japanese wrestler number six, then Hiroki Goto is default Japanese wrestler number one. Um, yeah. Well, no charisma. <sighs> no charisma, just generic. <laughs> Um, Chaos is in a bad state at this stage, I feel. Um, Bullet Club, they seem to be doing quite well without the Elite at this stage. I mean, obviously it was a massive blow, but I think yeah. I think the right decisions have been made. Field spots with Jay White. Jay White's on fire at the moment, and Kenta. Um, mm. And then you've got your supporting stars, Bad Luck Farley. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean... Yeah. Bad Luck Farley had a great year in um, G1 um, because he was just—he was an X factor. He was just—he was just a wild card, wasn't he? Yeah, he's just a big guy that hits people. I mean, he had a few good matches in the G1. Yeah, he, he shot me yeah. with with his match with Lance Archer. Don't know yeah. how they pulled that out because that was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it wasn't you couldn't really, fault it in really any way, shape, or form. It was just like, wow, wait one second. These two big guys have shown that big guys in Japan can actually put on a really good match and. Mm. I mean, it was only like what seven minutes long or something, but yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you if you sit there and watch that match, and then go to like a WWE meet and greet, and happen to be around Vince McMahon, he'll get a fucking contact high. It was that good a match between two big men. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yuj- y- Yujiro Takahashi, um, a, a bone soldier, a pimp. No, he's the pimp, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's that one. Um, yeah, he's all right. 
<laughs> lucky, lucky he's in the Bullet Club because if he wasn't, he would he would just be dead in the water. Yeah, um, just not enough gimmick. Um, Chase Owens. Um... You had a lot of good things to say about Chase Owens. I don't like Chase Owens. I think he's shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. You I still always think he's going to break out at some point. I, I, just I think, think I think he's. I think I thought he was going to break out, but as the years wind on, I'm becoming more and more just aware. Happy to be there. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I'm Chase Owens. He's, he's got this. He's got this. He's got this prob- glass ceiling, and I think that glass ceiling is his complete and utter lack of personality or charisma. I mean, if if that wasn't there, then he'd be fine. I tell you what, he'll do really well as a mocap artist in a two K game. Mannequin. No, 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 no. <laughs> honestly, honestly, stick a load of ping pong balls in him. Stick him, stick him in a, stick him in a fucking, um, in a green, in a green room, and say, right, do sixteen hip tosses and make them all different. He can do that. Make him likable in any way shape or form without somebody more likable around him and then you've got a problem <laughs> what's his nickname again i always forget um i don't know i just remember the slogan chases on the case because it's a bullet club because it's a um not a bullet club a, a poor patrol reference right <laughs> <laughs> chases on the case love it um brilliant <laughs> and of course kenta what a fucking year he's had um off our very first episode, we talked about a, a pre-show match, um, our very first published episode, a pre-show match between him, um, who were the others? Uh, Tozawa. Yeah, um, Akira Tozawa. Someone else. Uh, it was, it was on Royal Rumble anyway. You could, Yeah, Buddy Murphy and it was. And someone else. Yeah, um, this is Royal Rumble we're talking, um, and he stunk out the place, didn't he? He had clocked out. He wasn't there. Yeah. The botches and that he created were fucking terrifying. Phenomenal. Like, da- dangerous. <laughs> Dangerously <Dangerous>. phenomenal. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't kill somebody in that match. It was fucking horrible. It's clear that he didn't like the style of WWE. Um, it's clear that they didn't particularly like his execution of the style. He's had one hell of a fucking year since he returned at the G1. Oh, yeah. My fucking God. When like, he came back, I said he was going to have a fucking fantastic year as well. Mate, I, I'm a Kenta convert. I am a Kenta convert, Stick it, which is different from a Kenta convent, which is a convent where all of the nuns are Kenta. <laughs> okay. Somebody make that T-shirt. Um, Finn Juice. Oh, um, Finn Juice. Chaos, Chaos Beat Bullet Club, by the way. Um, Finn Juice, right, let's start let's start with the matches that we've actually watched. Finn Juice, Juice Robinson and David Finley. Um, they faced Gorillas of Destiny, um, the plumber Tama Tanga, um, and of course Tanga Lau. Um, they were accompanied to the ring by Jado. This Jeez, was for... Village people, Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, this was tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Jay, go. Jay, go. Solid just, match. Just do you think? Absolutely solid match. Mm. Um, I mean, the main story behind this was that both challengers um, were injured. I mean, the injury for Juice started at the start of the match, uh, where he got backdropped onto the ramp. <clears throat> and mm. that kind of set the story. I mean, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you'll always see someone targeting a point where that person is injured. 
you'll, yeah. you'll see that throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, but they um, kept the aggression going, and obviously Finley came back from a neck injury, so God were focusing on both of these injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um... they they overcame um, with a nice flurry. Um, and obviously Gator on the outside as well, obviously interfering like he normally does. We had the hand of God, slash number two, new tag team champions, but the match as a whole was completely solid. Um, couldn't follow it in any way, shape or form. It was just a really enjoyable yeah. tag team match. Yeah, I mean, especially when you've got so many tag team matches at the start of a card. Um, I mean, I know that's common in um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, it's always good to see a two-man tag team match kind of segue into the segue into the singles stuff anyway, um, because obviously those singles matches are usually much deeper matches. Um, this was twice as long, um, or almost twice as long as any other match um, so far that evening. Um, Tamatonga and Tangalau, they're kind of... I feel really disappointed for them that New, J- um, that New Japan decided to screw them over as well by not letting them um, not letting them win. Um, I mean, like they said in the well, commentary, the mm. Tekken Championships have always um, changed hands in Wrestle Kingdom, mm. like for the past seven years, and happened again. I think when it comes to years. Um, if we're talking the whole year, though, I think the biggest problem with Tamatanga and Tangalawa this year has been the fact that they were they took the elite off um, New Year's Dash last year and didn't allow them to lay down for the Gorillas of Destiny. That's what should have happened. That's what they were building to, and they didn't let them pay off that storyline. That damaged the Gorillas of Destiny. And I don't think they've ever really fully, like, Tamatonga went from this guy who said, Bullet Club doesn't need a leader, to, oh, hi, hi, Jay, hi, Jay White, hi, I really like, I really like your stupid beard, I really <laughs> like the fact that this time four years ago you look like a shaved baby, please, <laughs> please come be my leader. Yeah, wasn't the best choice. Yeah, at the time, because he wasn't fully there. Yeah, um, but no, interesting. <laughs> Tamatonga is clearly going to be the guy who breaks out from um, those two at some point. Um, do you feel or or what's your thoughts? No, Tamatonga you could easily be a single star. Easily, it, it could. But... It could be the next Roman Reigns, but people they'd actually want people to boo him. People do boo him already. Well, that's my point. <laughs> you know, people boo Roman Reigns, people boo Tamatanga. You know, but this time the Booker wants Tamatanga to be booed. A C point. Yeah. Um, Juice, David Finley. What are your thoughts on David Finley? Um, do you reckon he's he's they made the right decision latching him on to Juice? Well, they're like the new best friends, aren't they? Mm. New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah their chemistry is really good um, yeah no I've got mm. yeah I just don't think he will be a single star even though his match against Lance Archer was actually pretty intriguing to see him in a singles match obviously I mean, he's the son of Fit Finley yeah um, but he doesn't he doesn't have the style of Fit Finley doesn't have the look of Fit Finley so he's really trying to make his own stamp yeah I mean 
He's he's ex- he's exactly where I th- feel that he should be at the age of twenty six though. Um, like I could easily see him us in ten years, kind of saying, "Remember, hey Jay, remember that time we did a podcast and you said that you know David Finley the third wouldn't go anywhere, you know." Um, and him being like six time world champion or something, I could easily see that, but because he's very young. But at the moment, I think he's in the right place with kind of a. a a stronger kind of a stronger kind of lead in someone like um fit finley um he's got he's got th- you know three years experience on him he's juice robinson juice robinson sorry he's got three years experience on him he's just much more kind of well prepared for it and also he yeah, got rid of that no, stupid juice fucking won hair. me over i hated juice <laughs> this time yeah. last year and for yeah. the year and every match i see i don't know he's won me over Hmm. I mean, aggressive. Yeah, he he's got aggressive. Um, his his fight with Moxley, his cutting of the hair, um, really helped. Um, you know, I'm not always for like the set. His outfit on the second night, he looked like a member of the village. People had um kind of been stuck in an in a ball ball explosion. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, a ball ball factory explosion. That's that's what he looked like. Um, that was ridiculous, but. Yeah, no, I, he's won me like over. The first night. <laughs> oh, okay, fair play. Yeah, I noticed actually that Okada didn't change his clothes at all. Fucking tramp. Sweaty. Abushi <laughs> <laughs> uh, changed his shorts, unfortunately. Um... <laughs> we all know that Abushi. Yeah, love a good bit of a bullshit. Um, <laughs> he could, he could sit on my Texas Deathmatch. Um, <laughs> was next for the IWGP United States Championship. This is a no DQ, no pinfall um, match where the victory is by a ten count um, KO or a submission. Um, it was so, John Moxley. Go on. Basically, a last man standing with submissions. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what this turned out to be. Pretty much. Um, I mean, I think that I think that it's a it's a kind of it's a it, a but regional this, this, this kind of gimmick to to be portrayed or be to be used in in Wrestle Kingdom is a massive step forward for yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling, and obviously they've lost their Access TV deal, but. Still, having this within uh, Wrestle Kingdom is going to appeal to a lot of the American audience. Yeah, I mean, I think because like I was, I was worried for a long time about New Japan Pro Wrestling and their ability to break into the American market with someone like the Elite um, no longer being present. But I mean, the inclusion of John Moxley um, and Chris Jericho um, is an absolute. Is an absolute masterstroke to begin with, but having John Moxley go out there and do what John Moxley does best, but also give him the opportunity Mr. Mr. to number one. Sorry, miss the number one. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, though, Progressing Illustrated was he? Yeah, Adam Cole was number two. Oh, that's um. But Mox took to the top spot. Okay, um, that's. I think that's fair. Actually, for yeah. the year that John Moxley's had, yeah, I mean, this fair. time a year ago, Dean Ambrose was dead and buried, you know, um, and yeah. that was before we all knew that he was going, um, you know. He, from that, he has, I would, I would so, go so far as to say that not the elite, 
not Kenny Omega, not Cody Rhodes, no other person in the entire wrestling industry, not even Ronda Rousey, has done as much to pull interest into into wrestling this year, or sorry, in 2019, as John Moxley did. The guy was wrestling two different styles, like throughout the year, and two different promotions yeah. and on the indie scenes. That's no, uh, two different looks. No one, no one's done that. Nobody, absolutely nobody. Uh, Chris Jericho is managing it now, but he's catching up to that. You know, he's, he's he was on the back foot. You know, Painmaker and Le Champion is two very specific gimmicks, but at the same time, John Moxley's he's allowing that difference to be in the ring. But then the brilliance of allowing him to not only explore his old style, the Texas Deathmatch style, um, the CZW style, but also explore strong style as well in his run in New Japan. Yeah, love it. Lance Archer, though. What are your thoughts on him this year? Because he's also had a pretty good year. Um, and this was a fairly, One of the fairly good match for the New Japan Pro Wrestling, let's face it. Mm. Coming up the G1. That guy was on fire. Yeah, he absolutely was. He killed it in the G1. Mm. I mean, he's... See, if he stays in New Japan Pro Wrestling for another year, because he's on about he's on about leaving. Um, I would say it's too early. I'll probably get the IGPW United States Championship back, but... Hmm. Other than that, you might be right to leave. I'm not sure. I think I don't know. I could see him having one hell of a run against um, Jay White. I really could. Um, I don't know whether there need to be a strap involved in that, but I think he could. Um, at the same time, I think he's made such significant changes to his character, his persona, how he looks. Um, I mean, especially since his. Um, since his time in the Rock and Rave infection, um, him going back to FCW, and even his initial run um, in NJPW and and WWE, yeah, no, let's yeah. let's not forget he was he was there kind of circa 2011 um, yeah. for a short period. Um, it's yeah, I I it's kind of got the dead weight, and so, that would be sorry? David Boy Smith Jr. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. He left. Mm. Went to the fuck. He rocked it, didn't he? I. I don't think this is the podcast to talk about it, but I think at some point we have to talk about the Hart Dynasty as a whole. Yeah. And where okay. it is in wrestling, um, because I think you're right. I think that having anybody tied to the Hart Dynasty at the moment seems to be something that pulls people down. Mm. Yeah. Um. And obviously, that's notwithstanding the um, the elements still in the WWE, but certainly outside of it, um, there there is a lot of messiness there. Um, what did you think to this match, anyway? Um, just just to bring us back on course. Um, Americanized. It was destruction, complete destruction, mm. um, and a redemption story for Moxley. Yeah. Um, th- having his trouble stripped from him to come back and regain that in his element. Yeah, um, I mean, 
it was unfortunate what happened with the hurricane. I think um, it's fair for fans of Moxley and Moxley himself to go with the storyline and the idea that 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 belt is his. Lance Archer was was given it due to a technicality, effectively. Although although he did earn it himself, he didn't defeat the reigning champion for it at the time, um, and that's certainly the the impression that Moxley gives when he when he kind of. Um, but the everybody's claw with a plastic bag was absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, that was that was just a piece of piece of fucking genius. That was, um, yeah. All in all, liked the match. Um, it didn't go on for too long. Obviously, um, John Moxley was fighting the next night anyway, um, and both would be fairly fairly brutal matches. So, yeah, um, quite happy with that. With the apron through two tables. That's, <sighs> that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it. Yeah. Any other spots that kind of jumped out at you? Um, you got the broken arrow through four cheers onto Mox. That was Ooh, pretty brutal. Yeah. In fact, yeah. the more you're mentioning it, the more flashbacks I'm having of this. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what spots do to you. <laughs> yeah. But you should definitely um, go about your way to watch this if you don't watch the whole thing. This is one of the matches of. I I watched this. Well, it, so. it was my it was my first match of the of the weekend that I really paid full don't attention want to. Don't spot um, heavy. And but it was it told a good story. It told a really yeah. good story. Um, it was 14 minutes 26 seconds long obviously John Moxley eventually defeated Lance Archer it was a 10 count um, on the outside of the ring I believe um, for the um, KO Hiromu Takahashi returned um, to face um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion um, Will Ospreay yeah fuck me thoughts <laughs> someone that, right. who died, <laughs> right, yeah. and came back to life <laughs> with a severe neck injury, who should have been a paraplegic from yeah. that, has come back uh, in what, a year and a half to mm-hmm. come back and looks like he's not missed one step. Yeah, no, it's genuinely. Um, That's the it's real just story been... of this match. Yeah, um, it was one hell. Of an injury, um, like a massive injury. Um, seeing him come back and not miss a step, I think that is exactly the right way to put it. Um, like <sighs> broken neck, it was a botched Phoenix Plex, and it, it he tucked when he shouldn't have tucked. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, and then carried on the match. The and fact that he finished that match, after that as well. I I don't mean to be detrimental to anybody, but. Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't have finished that match. Probably not. No, no. that that it was phenomenal. Um, Will Osprey though, um, I mean, bastard. <laughs> I don't know. After there's a segment that I tweeted, which is um, you know exactly which segment it will be as well. Um, it is of course the um, uh, the what's it special. To the outside of the ring, the throwing back into the ring, doing it again. You know the one. Satoshi <laughs> special. Cartwheel flip, cartwheel backflip oh, out the, the ring. Special. The poor Robinson special. Whatever you special. want to call it. 
whatever you want to call it, whoever special it is, cartwheel backflip out of the ring into a German suplex that he then flips out of, then into a hip toss where he goes through between the bottom and second rope, rolls through, continues running, and then again does a cartwheel moonsault out of the ring once more, all in one fluid motion that takes less than 14 fucking seconds. You're on about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Robinson special. He is right to be cocky when he is that damn good. Yeah, but kayfabe wise, it's like cocky offspray, clearly overlooking his opponent, definitely having a heel turn coming up. Oh, you, you can just sense. Yeah, it. no, you can. You can smell. You can smell the sword of Essex sharpening um, yes, you on can. that one. Because he is he is definitely definitely looking to monster heal it um, on his way through at this stage. This match, where would you rate it? I mean, Dave Meltzer's not here. Uh, (laughs) I'm assuming that he's I'm assuming that he's tweeting like the birds or something. Um, But how how uh, out of five? How much would you give it? Oh, we're doing out of five. Five. That's five. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah, of course. It's the Meltzer scale. Oh, this is a, oh, out of five on the Meltzer scale, we've got to give it a 65. It was yeah, fucking I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it was on a normal scale, I'd give it a four. But as it... No, I'd say about 4.75. But as it happened at the Tokyo Dome, that gets at least 369. <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, absolutely phenomenal match. I mean, the uh, series else... of moves at the end as well was absolutely mm. insane where Takahashi just <laughs> kept getting back up. Mm. You had Made in Japan two count, Shooting Star Press two count, Oscutter two count, Spanish Fly two count, mm. Fighting Spirit to the maximum from Takahashi. Mm. No, 100%. 100% I'm with you. Um, yeah? What else can you say? The guy's, the guy's a fucking ledge. Um, both of them are ledges. Um, and Hiromu Takahashi... He was ready to win that title when he broke his neck. Um, and he's just as ready now. Really, well, at least, at least he gets to pick it up where he left off. Exactly. And 100% exactly where he left off. And that's testament to how good he is. Um, does he need LIJ at this stage? Because um, I believe he was a member of Los Incognobles de Japan. Um, and that hasn't really still been is. addressed. Um, no, I know is. that. We had a few um, tag team matches um, before this mm. event. Yeah. So he's still a part of the faction. Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be something. There's going to be some kind of. I wouldn't be surprised if one of his things moving forward is Shingo Takaki, um, and kind of vying for that middle spot. Um, That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can see that happening, um, and I think. Lij definitely, definitely needs that sort of that sort of dynamic happening for a while um, at some point because they're almost too unified. Um, and I think having with what happens at the end of this weekend, I think that having well, let's get to that. Let's get to that um, later. Good match. Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> good match. Very good match. Everyone should watch it. Good match. 
Yeah, I got your way for it. Um, I got your way for pretty much this entire card, both of them. Um, Tetsuya Naito, um, Jay White, singles match, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Obviously, the winner of this match on night two will go into the double gold dash match. That will be for both the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, which was being contested in this case. This is the first match of um, the weekend. The first of three to go over 30 minutes. Um, where are your thoughts on this? I was right. <laughs> 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 That's where my thoughts are. I was completely right who was going to win this match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, oh. No, no, you carry on, Rich. You go for it. No, I've got nothing to say. Um, I I enjoyed the match thoroughly. I got to the point where I stopped writing notes and just watched. Um, Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> yeah. That's one that you go, Rich. <laughs> um, fair play. Um, so Tetsuya Naito. Um, well, let's start with Jay White. Jay White. I'm very glad that he grows a beard because um, <clears throat> it makes his face look um, less, well, slightly more tolerable. Um, Tetsuya Naito um, looks like a cross between. Um, Becky Lynch and a cigar smoking cartoon of a carpet salesman um, or a dragon or a dragon yes um, the Becky Lynch comparisons will continue though um, <laughs> Tetsuya Naito absolutely smashed it the only real problem was was that he had a knee injury that was the main thrust of the match was Tetsuya yep. Naito being in a position where he could have gone um, like Everybody there knew that he could defeat Jay White in a fair one-on-one match, bar this knee injury. Um, it's a it's kind of a tale as old as time as far as as far as um, New Japan Pro Wrestling is concerned. But he's riding a wave up at this stage. Um, he's riding riding a wave um, upwards. It was quite clear that that's where he was. Um, and what else can you say, Jay? Jay White. Jay White's evolution. Jay White's yeah. evolution has become more aggressive and not keep repeating the same match that he's been doing every every time. Um, yeah, no, I'm really impressed with Jay White. I would like to see, like to see him go over, actually. But it made sense for, for, NATO to, for Naito to win. Mm. Um, if you think about um, Jay White a couple of years ago in G1 mm-hmm. and how he performed, it was very samey, it was very boring. Yeah. And then from there, He's progressed into his new character very well. He's very mm. outspoken, and this guy now hits hard. He is not afraid to be smashing people around. Yeah, not as I hard mean... as some people were hitting each other in this in this pay per view. But yeah, no, Jay White's already come a long way, and I'm really looking forward to see what happens next year. I do believe Jay White will become the IJPW heavyweight champion next year. Um, I was going mm. to say right now, he will win the G1 next year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, I think they're doing, I think they're doing enough with him now um, that he is, he is in the position that Kenny Omega was when people were starting to say that maybe not as, maybe not as accomplished in the ring or between the ropes. Um, but at least character wise, his character work was there. Um, I don't, I think that he is, I think that he is moving in that direction um and i think that was why they went for him originally um was to kind of future proof them in case something like AEW happened 
and I think it was a good a good shout, um, which disappoints me because I so wanted him to fail because I didn't like him, and I still kind of don't. Um, but he's pretty. He's he's grown on. I always me. saw the he, potential in Jay White. Always saw it. Oh, I saw the potential. I just didn't want him to execute it. <laughs> I wanted him to fail in his career. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Fuck you, Jay White. Go back to New Zealand. <laughs> uh, um, I don't think he's got the charisma to lead the Bullet Club. I can see him. Um, I can see him kind of being pulled away to be replaced by Kenta. I think one of the stories in regards to um, Jay White this year should be um that he's he's been so concentrating on following his own endeavors um that he might miss dissension in the ranks in bullet club and end up forcibly outed i could see that happening what about you yeah which he won't like and it'd be an interesting story to see him against kenta yeah, I think it'd be an interesting story to see him against Kenta. Um, I think ultimately he would lose that battle, um, and I I think it will be he would be very interest. It would be very interesting to see him make a shit ton of enemies, and then realise that he's a lone wolf surrounded by a pack of them. You know, packs on each side. Um, he's already pissed off two of the big. Well, no, he's already pissed off one of the biggest um, factions, and by definition, two others. Now all he needs is to finally piss off Bullet Club and then he's just alone. And that would be very interesting to see him. And to see him rise through the ranks through pure wrestling ability alone as well could be the thing that turns him from a red-hot heel to a white-hot babyface as well, if it's told correctly. And that needs a slow burn over several years. And and Gato takes the side of Kenta. Yeah. Um... Because that I mean, probably happen. Well, yeah, I mean, Jado is already is already um, kind of involving himself with the Gorillas of Destiny, so and I think that they would fall on the side well, of Jado and Gado are different. I know, that's what I'm saying. Um, so Jado is on the side of the Gorillas of Destiny, um, yeah. and then you've got Jay White with Gado. Mm. Um, I can almost see kind of a, a one faction with a Jado and one faction with a Gado, and the two of them kind of that also playing its way out. Um, that I mean, they could bring the story back in because you saw that happening with the elite and the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. where they were going to split off like Wolfpack and normal black and white NWO. That, 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 I don't like, think they the could cards. do that in full though, because Jay White hasn't got anyone behind him other than Gado. That's true. That like when you actually true. sum it up, he very rarely. Very rarely does he have much of an active role in any of the tag team matches or anything like that. So, I mean, well, he could make his own faction, throw in a bit of Lance Archer, throw in a little bit of Mox, throw in a little bit of. I don't think Mox will else. ride with another faction in this career, but well. I think Jay White and Lance Archer um, probably be a good place to start. I mean, those two could be a could be a racking crew to begin with. Good idea, Jay. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that down to one of Jay's great ideas. Um, you can keep up with all of Jay's great ideas um, on this podcast because he doesn't have a Twitter yet. When are you get the Twitter, 
Oh, very soon. <laughs> I will good, sort good. that out. And cool, cool. Um, we'll just... the tweets. Excellent. Tweeting away. JF at the end of our at the end of our twitters. Um, so yeah. Everyone knows knows where they are. JJF would be. <laughs> I am not a robot, JF. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good that's a good place to start. I am not Jay Zilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not <laughs> not Jay Zilla. Um, Kazuchika Okada <laughs> faced Kota Ibushi um, in a singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Winner going on to, of course, as mentioned previously, the double gold dash match um, at the top of the following night's card for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Um, Kota Ibushi um, had the a white briefcase, um, which he won at the G1 after I an absolutely... mention, sorry. Naito won. He, he beat Jay White. Oh, he did. Of course. Yeah. Um, no, very well spotted. He won. Emerald Fusion. Um, mm. For the finish. Very, very, very tight Emerald Fusion as well. It was incredibly tight. Um, although somebody the size of Tetsuya Naito going against somebody the size of Jay White. Like, because, I mean, there's about four or five inches between them, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, how could it never be kind of kind of tight? I didn't notice. I didn't notice many attempts at the Destino. Um, that was a good I thing. Could, <laughs> that was a good thing because yeah, normally I could see that. normally overuses that way too much, and it's just a bit <laughs> like, mate, can you chill out a little bit? We get it. Yeah, you finish your flip that, round. You do it easy. I could, see, I, I could see that kind of toppling them both over if he tried that on Jay White, though. To be fair. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, mean, it's happened, I think it's it, happened before with a smaller opponent. So, I think it would be visible um, that Jay White was doing most of the lifting. Um, mm. Like someone like someone like Kazuchika Okada when he does it to him, or Kota Ibushi. Um, like they, he a lot of that momentum is still there when he's doing the backflip. Um, and at that point, it looks believable, at least more believable than a fucking sunset thingy what's it or a, or a Canadian destroyer. Sunset thing you watch it. That's definitely the yeah, name for it now. No, you know the one that um, Adam Cole baby does. The one that everyone does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one. But he he gives it a special name because he's Adam Cole. Yeah, sunset. Flip. Sunset Panama. Panama. Panama yeah. sunrise. That's it. Yeah. Panama sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something. <laughs> yeah. Panama sunrise. Yeah. Sorry, you, you jump, may have got a bit. Com- second rope. Yeah, which gives I mean, it more mem- is... momentum, which makes it slightly more believable. So, uh, not really, because like, you, well, no, <laughs> you tried, j- you tried jumping off a second rope and then doing a front flip straight as you land. That doesn't give you any more momentum. That gives you less. <laughs> I will try that right now. <laughs> That's cool, um, Jay. Of course, sofa. <laughs> has a has a wrestling ring in his house. <laughs> um, Kazuchika Okada of Chaos um, versus Kota Ibushi of no one anymore. Not yet. Um, Not yet. Maybe one day. Ooh, maybe one maybe, day. Maybe going to House of Pain this, this year, so I don't know. Hmm. Possibly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're going to be you're going to make a faction with Kota Ibushi. Yeah, it's going to be me and Kota Ibushi. I'll be bringing him to House of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> Getting butts and no seats. <laughs> Hi guys, this is this is Coda. Coda's like, oh, I must follow you. You wear shoes. Kenny wore shoes. I must follow you. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how Coda works. 
Yeah, anyone that wears shoes. <laughs> Pretty sure yeah. Kota wears shoes. <laughs> well, all right. You know, he's like, oh, oh, that guy has hair. Kenny had hair. I will follow him. I haven't got any hair. Yeah, you see, you'll be fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just not going to work, is it? <laughs> Match number eleven. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> versus Kotorabushi. Uh, Jay what are your thoughts went on for 39 minutes and 16 seconds um, my thoughts were going into this match that he was going to go longer than Omega um, he almost did one hell of a match one hell of a story what are your thoughts <laughs> my thoughts on this match um, well well, let's let's face it. It's definitely going to be in the category of one of the best matches of the year, and the year has not even happened yet. And this always yeah. happens with an Okada match that's in Wrestle Kingdom. You like, yeah, match of the year right there. Nothing's going yeah. to touch that. Mm. And then you it's watch really... NXT, and you're like, actually, wait there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I mean the thing with the thing with Okada um, is that his matches are long. Um, and they are epics. They are the wrestling equivalent of Gone with the Wind. Um, is is Isakado the best wrestler in the world today? Um, Maybe not the Pro Wrestling Illustrated top wrestler, but he's definitely going to be remembered. He's built a massive legacy at yeah. such a young age. Yeah, I mean, he should not be as good as he is um, at this stage. Um, like... I don't know how they got. He is a year younger than me and you. Yeah. I mean, and he's been killing it for like the last what seven years. Uh, yeah, pretty much, absolutely, pretty much. Um, since his return to NJPW, he has been absolutely fucking killing it. That's since two thousand, um, what two thousand and twelve. Um, yeah. He's pretty yeah. much Jan. Yeah. Um. His first match with Yoshihashi, 2012, January 4th. Um, yeah, no, he has been absolutely fucking killing it since then. And he should not have been that good. People saw him as a young upstart going into that. And they were right to. You know, this is a guy who's only... Uh, like, at that point, he had only been wrestling for eight years. Mm. You know, he was... His first, his first match outside of the dojo was 2007. I have to, I have shirts that I've been wearing longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think you're absolutely right. The guy the guy is he's one of the greats of our of our generation. Um I people say that he's he's Japan's Cena. Um I think that is grossly unfair. Um I think he is I mean, granted, he does bury people, but I would say I he's don't much want to say he buries people because when he beats people, like whoever he's, he's facing comes out of that match, a fucking star. So he's not burying that's anybody. True. No, no, actually, you're probably right. You're probably right. He is. He doesn't bury yeah, anyone. Um, no, he he does he does put over his opponent quite nicely as well. I mean, getting getting to 39 minutes and 16 seconds is a massive achievement with Kazuchika Okada. Um, the story throughout the match was that um, Kota Ibushi had to get nastier in order to match Kazuchika Okada. Um, yeah, and he went to his dark place, didn't he? 
He very much did. Um, this was a dark place that we first saw him um, kind of unleash um, probably much earlier in his career, about 2014 match with Tomohiro Ishii um, was really where he first kind of learned that craft, um, which is hitting this ultra-strong style um, kind of fighting spirit level. Ultra-strong style. The guy was close fist smashing a coda right in his face. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like showing a light or anything it was an actual punch to the face repeatedly which is ironic because showing like the podcast can be sometimes like an actual punch to the face it can yeah we're that brutal guys we are that brutal <laughs> subscribe um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you're entirely right. Um, there was the moment, um, I mean, the biggest spot in the match was, um, and the match which got memed the fuck out of immediately after the part of the match that got memed the fuck out of was, of course, um, the drop kick to the face um, where Kota Ibushi backflipped out of it, went straight to standing up and um, fingered his nose a couple of times. Um, <laughs> I assume that he was still smelling Kenny and it was powering him up. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah. That's what you got on that. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Kota, they are Kota, the golden lovers. <laughs> they really are. Um, Kota, Kota got as far as he could. Um, I, I like this story that they've been telling of Kota um, just not being nasty enough. Just not being nasty enough to really get there. Um, and I think this was a great example of that. Yeah. Um, There's definitely going to be more of that talk to come yeah um two which will be i think so coming up soon <laughs> where um so any any other notes on this um definitely a match of the year candidate there's not yeah, much we can I say mean, to do it justice i quite liked how strong style came in really late um they definitely built up to mm. it quite well um the rest holds at the start of the match i kind of get it because they had to pace the match because it was so long um mm. but i think they should have came right out the gate like I think Jay White they have... and Naito did. They came straight out the gate, but went into the rest holds and and progressed from there, at building the match. But mm. they started with the rest holds, which was but I mean, there's, there's more there's more psychology at play there, though. You did like Kurobushi and Kazuchika Okada, both very experienced, especially with each other at this stage. They've done several um, G1 um, finals um, with each other, um, several group stage matches with each other they've done several different types of fight with each other as well during Kenny's um during Kenny's time they know each other very well um i think something like the rest holds and that kind of in ring communicado like that would potentially yeah. be um would potentially be an indication of how they've kind of started flowing um and and kind of feeling out each other's flow and just seeing where each other are physically um, and that's kind of what I see the psychology behind that kind of thing is. Um, I don't I don't know if you agree, but I I don't think they executed it quite as well as a Card or Omega one. Um, but or I think they executed or, it. Or three, well. but <laughs> um, I think I think the work I think I think it. Um, I think I think did a it was make slightly... Omega? Did he make him a star? I think he did. I think he did. I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think that about Kenny Omega. Um, I have a lot to say on Kenny Omega at the moment um, because I've been thinking about it quite a lot 
um, especially with all elite wrestling um, being kind of a very important kind of thing on the front of everyone's mind at the moment. I don't think Kenny Omega could have had that match with anybody else um, in the world. Um, and I don't think he would have been capable of pulling that out um, with anybody else either. Um, and I think he's a bit directionless at the moment. But I think we, there's there's a lot more conversation to be had about that, possibly um, in showing like next week when we talk about AEW, WWE, um, and of course, summarize um, NXT UK um, TakeOver Blackpool 2. Um, that'll be next week. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think oh, I think there's, Kenny, there's I th- forearms as well. Yeah, I think Okada did. I think he did make Kenny Omega, and I think this is proof of that. What so, a bombshell! What a bombshell! We just dropped right there. Where are we? We um. What are your thoughts on anything else you got to say here? We can't do it justice. Poetry and fucking motion. You can't do it justice. I mean, Mm. I know I'm banging on the wrestles at the start, but it did set the pace, and the pace got much faster. Um, Strong Star came in exactly the right time. Um, Mm. Heavy Rain. When did they use that? It never uses that. Brilliant. Mm. Um, Oh, and the German suplexes. Fuck me. Land on the back of his head. One to um, Ricardo as well, which was... Um, from the second rope, mm. deadlift, fucking brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, yeah. Is it time for a card to move on somewhere else? I mean, he's done everything in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Would he thrive in a different company, or I would think he would he fail I, like Kenta? I think he'd thrive anywhere he went, but I don't think there is ever a reason for him to leave. He is Japan's equivalent of Hulk Hogan. Um, I think that were he to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling at this stage, um, especially still being capable of putting out matches like that, um, and try and... I don't think there's more money elsewhere for him. I I do not think that there is more money elsewhere for him. I can't see anywhere else. I think he should leave. I think he should try. I really do. He's never going to be... He's never going to be WWE champion. I, I don't think he he's capable that style of that really well, but I don't, I don't, th- I don't think that he would be someone like AJ Styles could do that. Kazuchika Okada in later life maybe could do that. He's thirty-two years old though. I think give give it ten years, it might be a possibility. But I think right now, I I I can't see him even considering. Considering his disastrous TNA run um, in 2010-2011 being his only real experience of life in the US genuinely cannot see him even wanting to touch that. But still, one of the greatest of all time without any doubt. Um, Yeah, I'd say that. Um, I mean... Anybody who anybody who disagrees with us, because I know that that's really really popular for people to um, to say, oh well, Akad is just John Cena. He's not just John Cena. He's much better. He's um, Nick and Sports. 
Nikan Sports gave him the MVP award 2012, 2013, 2015, 2017. They get, he had a match of the year 2012 versus Tanahashi, um, 2014 versus Shinsuke Nakamura, 2017 versus Kenny Omega, 2018 versus Kenny Omega, Outstanding Performance Award 2012. That's just Nikan Sports. There are awards um, for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. He's got four match of the... He's got... Sorry two match of the years from them one feud of the year one um one ranking at the number one in pwi 500 um tokyo sports gave him the best bout award in 2012 2014 2015 16 17 18 19 and mvp 12 13 15 and 19 this guy is one of the best in the world um I one hundred percent, and I I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that Kenny Omega was the winner in that transaction with him. Ooh, controversial, Rich. Absolutely controversial. But Wait, you said it first. But <laughs> don't throw I'm, me I'm under the bus. with you because obviously, <laughs> say first. So, um, Jay, uh, it's about halfway through the show. It's about time for. Um, a segment that we like to call "Where the fuck is Taz?" Um, I never get so I am. I never get it. Never, never get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, yeah. So I'm hoping that this time it's fairly easy. I've left him cue cards and everything. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes because I have not heard from him in a little while, mate. I have not heard from him in a little while. What a um, see what's going on. Um, I'm going to play his, play the music to summon him and see if he is summoned. I commentate it right now. Hey Taz, really glad to see you've dialed in, mate. What should I do? I don't fucking know, just lie. Hi, Rich. Taz is very well today and is just super psyched to play the game. Oh, okay. I hope so. Um, I've missed him. Miss seeing him. Oh, like, miss taking everything from me. Yep, absolutely fine. Just really eager to play where the fuck is Taz and isn't here simply because he has a contractual obligation to the owners of the J. Fabe Universal Podcast Network. Um... Why, why isn't he talking to me directly? Because I'd rather eat my own shit. He just... He's feeling very <laughs> nervous because he has such big shoes to fill due to future Taz being such a good host. Are you sure? Because it sounds like there might be a problem there. 
Oh, Mr. Fucking Genius seems to might be a fucking problem there. You and him are absolutely fine, and he doesn't blame you for killing Jesse the Body Ventura, causing a calamity that destroyed the entire multiverse or abandoning two J's at all. And you're sure, because that's really specific? Specifically dick. Absolutely sure. He hasn't been re-listening to the recordings of the Christmas special, available in the archive at anchor.fm backslash jfabe at all. He hasn't realized that the jfabe story is available on YouTube in digestible chunks, so he can listen to his favorite bits over and over again. He hasn't been replaying the section at the end of the Christmas special, which reveals the heart-wrenching fate of Jesse the Body Ventura, his tag partner, or lamenting over how he and Jesse hooked up before a kick-ass space battle at all. He hasn't subscribed to all of those places so he can keep up to date. And he definitely hasn't been stalking you at your new personal Twitter account at Not A Time Duke, where he can hear all your witticisms about wrestling, sci-fi or computing, often as news happens. Ah, oh, that's, that's a shame, because I'd really, really like to chat with him on Twitter sometime. No, you fucking wouldn't, you fucking dick. I'd make your life a living hell. Nope. If he did subscribe to at JFabe Podcast on Twitter, he would know all about these things and get exclusive content. In fact, I will note it down for him. How do you spell JFabe again? Oh, that's J F A B E. And definitely needs to get involved in that whole YouTube thing because our YouTube JFabe channel now has individual, easily digestible chunks. So when we air something and it sounds like it may be important later on because it fits into a larger narrative or something like that, then those sections are available without the podcast. Likewise, mine and Jay's best bits from within the podcast will also be available in their own playlist so you can play through them and just chill out. I think Taz would definitely love this. So he can get the full story at YouTube moving forward into JFabe Season 2? You can always get the full story at JFabe on YouTube. So if you miss a few podcasts and don't want to listen to us talk about wrestling you've already seen, or just go back and relive your favourite heroic moments from the Battle of 316, then you just jump on our YouTube, sit back and chill. And of course, it's not just Anchor, YouTube and Twitter that we're available on. We're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public and Stitcher, along with several other podcast hosts that I have failed to list. Wow, so many platforms and ways to consume the Showing Light podcast in the JFabe universe. It's a wonder he's missed them all. And you're sure he's not just been avoiding them all because it sounds like he's, um, he's got a problem with me. Ding, 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 we have a winner. He thinks you're so great and hasn't spent all morning thinking of different ways to mutilate your corpse. Oh, come on, Taj, you can't be that angry with me. Oh, you don't know how fucking angry I am with you. I've spent nine months looking for Jesse the Body Ventura. I can't find him anywhere. And it's all your fault. He's having a great time in the 24th century. If you're sure, Alexa, because it certainly sounds like he's trying to avoid some form of confrontation. That's fucking eat your flesh. That's what I'm going to do. Taz isn't avoiding a confrontation. Fucking dick. Now, if you just leave the room as he doesn't want you to get burned by the radiation from his transporter beam. But that doesn't even make any sense. You transport people with that thing, and they don't die of radiation. Yeah, people not fucking dicks. He's asking you to leave the room so he can play where the fuck is Taz for your own safety, and not at all because he sees you as the clone of a mass-murdering Judas, and might burn you alive, just so he can shit on your ashes while you scream in terror. Oh, um, okay. I think, um, I'm gonna leave for the radiation burns. I'll, I'll leave the mic there, Taz. Off you go, mate. See you later. Finally, scans in the cage girl. Uh, hey Jay, how you doing? Oh, hey Taz, how's it going mate? 
I think technically in this timeline, it's like the first time we've ever actually talked. Um, so, hey. Um, hey, how's, how's, I've just been polite. How's, how's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seem like a great guy, no? Yeah, yeah, thanks. You seem, do you, you seem do you have a Twitter? Do you um, have a Twitter? No, not quite yet, but I will have a Twitter. Let me let me know when you go, bro, and I'm going to add you. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, mate. Um, you'll, be, you'll be my best friend. I think it would be I'm not a robot, but... Um, yeah. It's probably, probably good to go for the classics. Yeah. Um, so... I'm not quite sure how to play Where the Fuck is Taz. I just got like a brief right. a few days ago. Um, but my understanding of it is that I I have a location. I tell you what that location is. You get you get three guesses, and after the second guess, then we play a sound, and that counts down. And then that's that's like if you get it right, you get something amazing. And if you don't get it right, then you get something 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 no one ever wants. Something something horrible. So um, we've gone for a nice and easy one. We've gone and themed it this time. That's my understanding. Are you ready to play? Where the fuck is Taz? Let's play. Where the fuck is Taz? Okay, this Japanese location, located close to the Kanda Shrine, is commonly called Electric Town after becoming home to a major electronic <laughs> church black market so easy. post-World War II. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> so very simple. Yeah. Where, where the fuck is Taz? Where the fuck is Taz? <laughs> is Taz in Tokyo? Um, this location is in Tokyo, but it is not Tokyo. Well, that's me, folks. That's not a clue, by the way. You got that one for free. <laughs> oh, cheers. Oh, this is fun. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. This is, this is softening my hard exterior. Oh, that's, that's, that's nice, Taz. Uh, just don't know what the fuck you are. Would you like to say a clue? Sorry? Would you like to say a clue? I would love a second clue. Okay. Second clue coming right up. So the second clue is it borders Sotokanda. And mm. is considered home to AJ Styles' favorite shop, Super Potato, right. which claims to contain every video game console ever made. I'm going to start the countdown now <laughs> because I have a feeling that you're going to need it. <laughs> 15 seconds into the countdown, I'm going to give you your final clue. Okay? I know this answer. Let's go. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. 30 seconds, Jay. 30 seconds. I could name loads of places in Japan, but it's just one specific one that it should be. And I can't quite. It put is named right. after Akiba, a fire controlling deity. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for that clue. That still means I don't know. Where the fuck am I, Jay? Where the fuck are you, Taz? <laughs> I am in the Akibahara district of Tokyo. Of course you are. Of course <laughs> I am. Everybody knows that. When did, so, when did you visit there, Taz? Everybody knows that. Where did you? When did you visit there, Taz? 
Jackie Brown. Have you ever been there, Taz? Have you ever been there, Taz? Have you ever been there, Taz? Yeah, I went there just now. Some reason I don't believe you. Just don't believe you. Okay, I'll fucking prove it. Go on then, mate. You ready for this? Okay. (laughs) Are you there right now? Oh, okay. Just been. Just been the super potato. Show everything. That's great. Um, When was that? Which year was that? Well, it's a transport. It's a it's a transport. It's not a time machine. The time machine's my ship. Yeah, it sounded like a so transporter. It just, yeah, so it's a transporter. So it just be me now. Just there now. Okay. Right. S- side to side can do up to four hundred thousand kilometers. Excellent. Did you not hear the Christmas special? I did. I did. <laughs> there you go then. There you go. Okay, I think that's I think that's <laughs> pretty much everything. Well, Taz, this has been been fun. Anything you want to add to this, Taz? Thanks for um, um thanks for coming. No. No, I think I think I pretty much covered it all. Um, I'll let you know. Tell Rich that if he crosses my path anytime soon, I will rip his toenails out and feed them to my dog. I don't have a dog yet, but when I do, I'm going to call it Enzo. That sounds like a great idea. Um, I'll let you know when my Twitter handle's up, and we will have a great time going back and forth. Excellent. Um, I have a Twitter. What's your Twitter? Um, my Twitter is TimeDrewTaz. Okay. It's time drink wow. test. I'm available at time drink test. That sounds so good Um I will get mine up and ready. You'll be my first follower. Excellent. This will be Bye. Bye, Taz. Has he gone? Yeah, Taz is, Taz is gone. He uh, is not that happy was with Taz, you, everybody. Mate. He's not happy with you. Mm. He wants I'm to... Um, he told me to tell you. If you ever cross his path, he's going to rip out your toenails and feed it to his dog. He hasn't got one yet, but when he does have a dog, it's going to be called Enzo. So, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a nice nod to continuity, that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably look out for that. Genius. Um, yeah. Um, probably going to be... Should I be scared? Um, he is the suplex machine. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't really thrown a suplex in a while, has he? Yeah, but I bet he still threw over his head. Uh, probably, yeah. probably. Well, maybe not in my recording studio. There's not enough room to swing a cat in here. <laughs> um, shall we do night two? Let's do night two. <laughs> <laughs> that was Where the Fuck Is Taz. You can listen to Where the Fuck Is Taz every single week. Um, don't forget to subscribe. There is a contractual obligation that Where the Fuck Is Taz must happen at least once a week on JFape. Um, so even <laughs> if Jay can't record, <laughs> even if Jay can't record, somebody is playing Where the Fuck Is Taz. I can tell you that much. Even if that's just that, that's just the episode. Night two. <laughs> There was obviously a pre-show match. It was the gauntlet match for the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Do we need a Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling at this stage? I mean, there's like seven Tag Team Championships, is there not? Yeah, no, but it highlights the factions, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, we were looking at Los Incognables, Digipon, um, defeating the most violent players, Ryo Suzuki, Tajuki, um, Toby Yano, 
and um, Togi Makabe. Uh, Chaos's Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, Robbie Eagles, Suzuki Guns, Taichi, El Desperado, and Yoshinibu Kanemaru. I am really good at these names. And Bullet Club's Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. I know. I just, I just, I just like to take all the glory. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts on any of those people we haven't already covered? Um, I, I reckon Evil Shingo Takagi and Bushi are probably the strongest people to have won that. Yeah, it was a gauntlet, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but and it was I think they were the right people. I might go back and watch it at some yeah. point. We didn't get the usual New Japan Pro Wrestling um, Royal Rumble ripoff, did we? I was, I was a bit gutted at that. Well, that one's for the one-nighter when they've got to fit everybody in. So. <laughs> mm. Yeah, fair. Um, Hiromu Takahashi and Ryo Lee then defeated um, Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoko Sano um, with Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Um, that was in a tag team match. It was Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match. Did you see any of this? No. If you want to see Hiromu Takahashi completely incapable of um, suppressing a smile, this is the one. Um, it's one of those matches where I'm happy for all involved because it's quite clear. Ryo Lee um, was absolutely thrilled. He showed that by um, falling to his knees at the end and bowing straight down at the ground. Um, Hiromu was he he had to get a bit of heat for the angle but he didn't do very well at it he it was impossible to wipe the grin off his face that he was the man to pin Jushin Thunder Liger for the last time um Jushin Thunder Liger was as good as he ever was um and well Naoki Sanu um not really anybody else who could have done it really um bit of an old school kind of lucha um, a New Japan Pro Wrestling kind of mainstay from 1984 to 1990. Um, pro Wrestling, um, NOAA alumni, independent alumni, UWF, um, even World of Sport he was involved in. That seemed logical. It was a good match, worth seeing. May go back and watch that. Don't know. Um, I, I think as a piece of history, it's good. I wouldn't rate it above kind of three and a half to four but it was a it was a fairly good match for what it was um Rapongi 3k yo and show with rocky romero faced bullet club taiji ishimori and el fantasmo um this was tag team match for the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championships 14 minutes eight seconds Rapongi 3k naturally defeated to receive the title i believe for a third time um they're strength to strength, but when are they going to break at fourth time? I do apologise. When do you reckon they're going to actually break out into single stars? I know that there was there was noises from Yo at some point. There was noises from Yo at some point. Yo Yo could break out easily. Um, mm. But what? You, yeah, what do you think about the match though? <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I think you probably have more thoughts on it than me. And the style for the um, Junior Heavyweight Championship has slowed down quite a bit, considerably, since mm. <coughs> excuse me, the Young Books have um, disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't too sure about the corner cams in this match, though. I didn't get. Yeah, didn't they get did those. use the corner cams quite a bit. I'm not quite sure, um, but again, obviously the wrestling was completely solid. Um, going forward, um, I've seen them having a rematch of Phantasmo and Ishimori. 
um, mm. at the next pay-per-view. Um, obviously, it wasn't New Year's Dash, but the next one after that, I'm not quite sure what it's called. Uh, new beginning. Thank you. I see them going at it again, but probably adding another team, but I'm not too sure that would be at the moment. Um, but El Phantasmo. Mm. What a guy. <laughs> what a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, we saw him years ago. Um, did we not? Yeah, no, we saw him at the same show as Ishii and yeah, Rev Pro. Suzuki. Um, they did that nut stomp um, segment. Um, yeah, that didn't care for that. To be fair, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think it would, I think it would have done well twenty years ago. Um, but right now, it's it's probably not the most amazing um, thing. But Taiji Ishimori, I think, is the guy to write home about in regards to his actual shape and how he's looking now. Like that guy is, that guy's fucking cut. I'll just say it's hench. Hench. Yeah, I'd say hench. Um, I mean, half. Of, I mean, thirty-three percent of our listeners won't know what hench means, but <laughs> the ones who are in the UK, they were like a brick shit house. <laughs> and even then, yeah, absolutely. Just realize what that means. <laughs> really muscular, um, looking after himself. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very he's doing a great job. Um, I think I think these, I think any one of these guys could be a star, um, and they could be a massive star. Um, I think, but they're all perfectly good where they are at the moment on the undercard tag teams. Yeah, I mean, El Fantasmation Worry could end up being at the top of the club if they stay in the faction. Hmm. And then, obviously, the supporting stars will still be the supporting stars, but these have the potential to become much bigger. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll need to... Yeah, they'll need to... um line themselves up quite nicely um, to be in that secondary position if G.O.D. ever do decide to fly the roost, as it were. I can't see them doing it this year, but I don't know. I could see them I could see them making moves eventually. What, um, to the E? To the big E? I, I think that I think that Vince is always happy to um, take anybody from those, those three line- lineages Um I think there'd be there'd be a well received counterpoint to the Usos um, in that sense. I mean, I know that they're, I know that if they are relatives, they're very distant. But I'm I'm very much under the assumption that they would they would be considered at home there. Um, you know, they're from one of the families who, if they're in the same hotel as Vince, even if they're working for different places, Vince has to go around and pay respect to them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's yeah, they'd be received. So I think they're just they just don't need to at the moment. They could just have a fucking massive Tonga kind of Tonga Hawaiian faction. <laughs> mm. But they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't they probably wouldn't do that. Anyway, distant thought. <laughs> um yeah, I'm very distant for, but no, I think you're right. I, I, I think it'd be interesting to see the four of, I, I don't know, four or five of them all together making an ultra faction, but you'd need a massively deep roster to record, to cause that. Um, after that, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. faced Sonata in, I would even go so far as to say this would be the undercard match of the, of the, of the weekend. Undercard match of the weekend, I would certainly go for that. It was... 
a great example of British technical wrestling, and Sonada adapted to that really well. Um, it was mm. full of a bunch of amazing reversals. Reversal wrestling is very underrated, and they both pulled it off fantastically. What do you think, Rich? Yeah. What, do you, what, um, what do you think? I think it was it was great in short bursts. I think with Zack Sabre Jr., you always have the issue that he has a very he doesn't have as broad a repeal as someone like Sonada. Um, and I think whenever he is on as big a stage as this, he has to bear in mind and manage that um, to make sure that he can appeal to as many people as possible. Um, the New Japan Pro Wrestling audience are obviously very well at- well accustomed to that now. Um, however, events like this, the whole world is watching. Um, and for some of the people who are watching overseas um, in the non-domestic markets... This could be their first time seeing him since CWC or the previous year's Wrestle Kingdom or those kind of things, um, and he is an acquired taste. Um, he does a good job in dialing that back um, at events like this. This year, I don't think he necessarily did that quite as well, but I think the counterpoint of Sonada's um, really nice mix of his kind of strong style, technical style, Mexican but then style. also... Yeah, his his Mexican kind of almost moving up to Tex Mex style. <laughs> um, with uh, Sonada is the one guy who you could just throw him in WCW in the nineties and he would have just worked. You know, the early nineties during the during what a lot of people consider to be kind of the the pinnacle of that style, um, and he would have just worked. He would have been very different, but he would have worked because he could easily um, adapt to that and he very much structures his matches um like a like a ricky the dragon steamboat he's been my surprise the last two years um i mean you could say that the red pro british championship is the testing waters for uh, the main event scene rich uh yeah uh main event waiting to happen um is all i can say about anybody with that with that title the fact is if you have the red pro british championship and you come to the uk you are the main event everywhere you fight. And, you know, I think it's a great place for people like this when they do go on, when they do go on those kind of things. Yeah, it's it feels more prestigious than an Intercontinental or a North American t- championship, um, but we may be saying that simply because we're coloured, coloured red, white and blue by the British flag, as it were. Um, I don't know if it feels quite as prestigious elsewhere. Um I know. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, yeah, my I want to know. I've got a swinging dragon sleeper. Like these guys were fast. I mean, if I was noting this, <laughs> there'd been a lot of pausing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot of noting. It was very quick in what they did so, and perfected to perfection. We've always wondered about our podcasting style here, um, and we kind of we kind of ended up going with um, with kind of moving away from play-by-play for simply that reason didn't we because like something like this we would have been it would have t- for an hour's worth if you're doing kind of a play-by-play spot by spot it takes about like two or three hours when they're like, this quality what was it it was young books and mm. Rich brothers <laughs> oh AEW. Yeah, that, that was that was that was a tough me. one but i managed it <laughs> oh yeah or, or, or it would have been would have been would have been you if you aren't from an alternate if dimension. Let's move on. Dimension. Okay. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Moxley, um, Juice Robinson. Um, 
What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, it was clear John Moxley was going to win the title and go on the face juice. There's no way that they would have left that money on the table. Um, yeah, thoughts on thoughts on this match? I mean, it's second time we've seen this match. See, the, the way I saw it was that Juice wanted revenge on Moxley. Mm. Obviously, they, they built it up as they were friends in the past. Uh, Moxley came and targeted him, took the title, and then ran with it. And they never got to have their match because of the hurricane. Mm. And then, obviously, they finally have their match, but Juice is going in with a back injury, which Moxley targeted mm. viciously. Um, obviously, they're both fatigued from the night before. And you, you could see that mm-hmm. within the match as well, so they portrayed that very well. Mm. I mean, the um, chair, the use of the chairs, um, mm-hmm. obviously that... There was a moment where, obviously, John Moxley had a chair absolutely... <laughs> Yeah, um, they they're absolutely wild on each other. Um, what I didn't mention at the start of the show, um, or this this half of the show, is um, in fact let's let's finish looking at this match first before we go on to the main event and the main events and talk about that. But um, yeah, it was it was they did a lot for the time they had. I mean, it was only a twelve minute match. Um, and they managed a lot, and they achieved a lot. Obviously, it never went where Moxley and Omega went, didn't need to. Um, but, yeah, Juice Robinson came out looking strong. Moxley came out looking strong. It's not a four. It's a three and a half. But thoroughly enjoyed it. Wasn't a bad match. But wasn't mm. the um, best on the card. Yeah. Um, of course, what did get me sat up and screaming at my TV um, with yelps of completely heterosexual joy, um, and it, it didn't sound gay at all, um, was Minoru Suzuki's music hitting and him walking down the aisle. How excited are you to see those two go at it? I said Minoru it's about Suzuki, John a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling matches, but it's going to be a hard-hitting affair. They're just going to lay into <laughs> each other. <laughs> They're going to smash each other in the face. There's going to be a lot of powerbomb suplexes, power drivers. It's going to be... I don't know. Maybe maybe this will be one of the matches of the year as well. Mm. It's It's one of those matches that when John Moxley was signed... I dreamt of, you know what I mean? Um, like the moment he w- he faced Ishi um, in the G One, I was looking forward to the time he faced Suzuki. I knew it was coming. My fucking god! Um, I'm really excited about this match. This is one that I will go out of my way to watch the event for that match. That simple. Um, these guys. Both really hard hitting. I would love to see Minoru Suzuki, and I think he will test him. I think Minoru Suzuki and John, because they they traded blows in the ring, and it was quite clear to see that Minoru Suzuki, he's the kind of wrestler who he will feel insulted if John pulls a punch. Like, that simple. And you could see the reaction on John when he first got hit by that, and he was like, this is fucking strong style. This is what I'm here for. You could see that excitement. He was ready for it, and yeah, really, really excited for this. Um, what else can you say? 
Um, it's going to be great. Really looking forward to it. Gonna be a barnstormer. Um, yeah. So I mentioned earlier there was the issues with the um, with the frame rate. Um, how shit is it that New Japan Pro Wrestling's English feed of this for night two um, had a frame rate issue that reduced um, the frame rate to about f- the video itself? I've looked at the video and it's got about a fifth. It's got. It's set to about 24 frames per second, um, which is just enough to really fuck with most modern tallies and give a lot of motion blur, which is just not suitable for sports. And then you put it on the Japanese version, it's absolutely fine. How big a faux pas is that for New Japan, considering that this is their big Western outreach? Well, it's completely fucked up because the whole event was, Mm. if if you think about it, if you look at the event as a whole, uh, you could see mm. that they were trying to appease to the American audience mm. as well as the Japanese audience, um, a Japanese audience at the same time. So for them to not have their feed working mm. um, for the live event and then the playback as well with the frame rate being all kinds of messed up, um, mm. it's not going to help them. In, it's not going to help them at all for people to want to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling and be like, well, Wrestle Kingdom 14 is their biggest event of the year. If they can't get it right this time, then why should I keep watching? Well, exactly. And that's the thing. A lot of people, I mean, they were advertising um, a free first month, um, I believe, um, on in some locations with certain, with certain, that's not going to help. So it's it's something that they really need to really need to sort out and they need to sort it out sooner rather than later. Mm. Um, the site itself is enough of a fight to actually get to the content you need um, without the content itself being that badly badly brought up. Um, following that was the Never Open Weight Championship match. That's Kenta versus Hiroki Goto. We've already spoken about both of these people earlier today. Um, so what was your thoughts on the match itself? Um, I mean, it was all right. <laughs> it was okay. Like, Kenta had a good showing. Goto didn't have a good showing as well. I mean... The, the climactic... Sequence towards the end with the slapping. Yeah, it was all right. That was that was really nicely put. They did really start belting each other. I mean, there was no pacing issues but... or anything like that. the The match was okay to watch. It wasn't Kenta's best match in New Japan Pro Wrestling. There are far better ones that you can you can you can look at. Um, I think Go To mm. was the Go To. Is this problem? Um, that's not how you say his name, I mean, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, most people most people kind of considered him the second choice because they they felt that um, Katsuyori Shibata should yeah. be the person that should um, have been the guy. Kenta. That should have been the guy. And uh, I think when you when you have that disappointment labelled on top of the fact that you got Hiroki Goto, who is he's not. He's we said earlier he's nothing special in regards to his charisma and. Someone like Kenta, he needs to be against a big personality because he is the ultimate counterpoint to a big personality. He is understated, he is conniving, he is he is very, very cool. And yeah, Hiroki Goto was not the I like the fact that you've got on Kenta's side like... because I remember when Ken. No, I don't remember. 
what am I remembering? It's good that you like Kenta. <laughs> it's good that you like Kenta. <laughs> what do you remember? I don't know. No, no, no. Go on. I don't know what I'm remembering. Kenta's good. I like Kenta. <laughs> 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 it's much better now than Japan Pro Wrestling because he's, he's going to shine. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of him in WWE. Um, I didn't see what was about him and I was very sceptical when you told me that he was coming over to the WWE. Uh, when he was coming out from the WWE to New Japan, I didn't think he was capable of doing that style because all I'd seen was him in the WWE. And I, I will be the first to admit that he has done nothing but completely... Ch- Not only has he changed my mind about him, but he's also changed my mind about WWE's ability to get the best out of people to some degree. I always thought that there was there was this... Somewhere they were attempting to get the best out of people... There is absolutely no way they've looked at him at any point and said, what are his strengths? You know what I mean? Yeah. They've said, how can we fit him into a predefined mould? And this is proof of that, because when they're dealing with his strengths, his strengths strengths are on display. He is phenomenal. Um, Moving forward. Moving forward. Jay White, Kota Ibushi. Um, This is the losers match from the Gold Dash. Um, This is... Kurobushi was wearing a different pair of pants. He was wearing the gold pants, um, the golden lovers pants, I assume, because he had Kenny Omega flashbacks from sniffing his finger the night before. Not um, sweaty. Been waiting full. Not like Gail <laughs> Kim. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie. Um, what were your thoughts on this match? Um, um, just as good as the one. I mean, before. my initial thoughts was, why did they need to lose this match? I mean don't get it like third and fourth place in the dash i didn't see why they needed to be on the card but obviously the story told within the match um it was it was needed very much mm. um told the end of kota's story from exactly wrestle kingdom i mean he goes into night one as the guy everyone kind of wants to win they both needed to win and then that match oh yeah but everyone kind of wanted Kota Ibushi to win, or at least I did. <laughs> um, and, you know, his story was that. And then, you know, he needs to finish his story. And, no, it's, it's a nice way to finish that story. Sorry, I, I cut your flow there. No, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, so they both need to win. Um, possibly to keep themselves in the total picture, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything in New Japan Pro Wrestling, because people can just walk out and get a title shot. So, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um, what what I got from this match was why were there like complete US shenanigans in this? So we had like Jado come in and then have Jay White smash him in the head with a chair, and then the knuckle dusters knock him out. Was it the way around? Knuckle dusters are then the chair, and then the pin. Mm. Um, but this is going to be a very telling story for Ibushi because obviously he's going to possibly go away for a while but when he comes back I do believe he's going to be a much darker character to keep himself relevant uh, he's, he's definitely going to come back and he's going to start smashing faces in yeah I mean I think um, from my perspective I think the, the story of Ibushi is the fact that everyone else has an army and ultimately that's what wins um, is the army um, like he could always have won by going the other path. 
you know, if he had a Bullet Club behind him or a Gado even, or, you know, even just if he had a, even if he had a Hiroki Goto behind him, if he was positioned right, he he would win pretty much every match he was in. Um, just to make sure that he had the edge over over those opponents who do have the edge, the numbers advantage over him. But um, in this case, I think it's it, he he reached peak strong style at this point. The moment where he was hit by a chair by one of the by one of the living legends of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I mean, it's the equivalent of shrugging off a chair shot from fucking Triple H. Who, Jay White? No, he shrugged off one from Gado. Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. he got hit in the back by oh, Gado yeah. and just completely ignored no it. it. Um, There's going to be a lot absolutely of nosing no going forward. Um, I, think, I think when he gets to that point, yeah, he's try- like his fighting spirit... I I think that from now on his fighting spirit is going to become unbeatable. He's going to come back as that army, and he is going to be the the, the everyone else got an army. I don't need one kind of guy. Yeah. But I think with that kind of mentality, if they book that right, he can be a major attraction without needing a belt. Well, he's a uh, lifelong at New Japan like, Pro Wrestling, so so he claims. I mean, his actual contract was two years. Right. Okay. So we'll see. Um, I can't imagine it go back on his word, especially not two years in. But we'll see. Um, I think eventually the the scent of Kenny will carry him overseas <laughs> because of the hair and shoes. Yeah, yeah the hair, yeah, the shoes. Yeah. No, no, it's kind of like, oh, you have skin. Kenny had skin. I must follow you. You <laughs> <laughs> have eyes. Hiroshi Kenny has eyes. <laughs> exactly, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, you've 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 obviously been around um, Kotobushi before. Um, you know exactly what his methods are like. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Chris Jericho. Um, this was Chris Jericho's one match of period. Um, AEW belt was present. Um, there was a lot of controversy going into this match and a lot of um, internet gossip in regards to is there an AEW relationship forming with New Japan. Um, where are you on this? Matt Jackson has publicly said that it was just Jericho trying to create buzz for the match and he went off on his own back and did this. Um, that's what he said. So you can take it with a pinch of salt. In which case, in which case, of course, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that puts Jericho's position in AEW over as well if if that is the, the position that they're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if he was being shoot when he said that, um, that's a great indication of what happens when you have a money mark running a company. I guess so, but for New Japan Pro Wrestling to have the AEW title on the show kind of speaks different words from what Matt Jackson has said. Yeah, I can't imagine that they'd be that happy with Chris Jericho taking that out there. Exactly. Um, unless they were happy with him taking that out there. I can't imagine Chris Jericho, because, I mean, obviously the angle was that he snuck it in under his shirt, um, and that could be one way of looking at it, but I can't imagine that a single thing happens at Tokyo Dome during Wrestle Kingdom without somebody knowing about it. Yeah. Um, I can't see it being anything other than the WWE system of, you know, you stand in the ring and you say this. Probably not to the WWE E degree because that's kind of you stand in the ring you say exactly this you don't say that you blink three times you don't blink four times if you blink four times you will be sacked or we will we will add another six months to Luke Carper's contract you know it's 
that's their mentality. But I, I imagine it's probably the New Japan equivalent of that. Um, anything about this match other than it was all right? Um, anything about this match? Well, Jericho shut me up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jericho's <laughs> wrestling capability is obviously still there. Um, obviously, I was taken in by his character from AEW, and I'm mm. agreeing with you that he is playing this dumbed-down character who can't wrestle anymore and needs the inner circle mm. to be able to win matches because mm. yeah. Jericho put on a stunner match and I actually enjoyed Tanahashi in this match as well. Uh, maybe Jericho got a really good match out of him. Uh, I, yeah, I was really surprised by this. I was thinking this match is going to be shit, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I mean... watching the match... The... Lion Sop. Even the thing at I the mean, start, he got... like the comedy bit with Tanahashi, that was that was great. Mm. Mm. Um, Tanahashi, do you reckon um, there's been speculation as to whether his, his clothing was um, a direct reference to Chris Jericho um, and how he dressed um, in the 90s? I am inclined to agree with that. I also noticed that Tanahashi was shouting Chris Jericho's 90s catchphrase, yeah, baby, um, quite a lot. Um, so there's quite here. a bit of yeah I reckon there's a bit of a Jerichahashi thing yeah. going off there um, that was kind of kind of interesting but no that lion salt he got full full ECW height on that he was that wasn't just some time in the 90s height that he got there he got actual early 90s Chris Jericho height on that lion salt it was pretty sweet it was, and I'm eating my words right now, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> How do they taste, Jay? How do they taste? Do you want some milk with those words? Do you eat it like cereal? Just just shovel it in? Shovel it in with some whiskey. <laughs> exactly. Um, just so that you're aware, you can get some Jay's words. They are available. On... <laughs> oh, no, they're not available on Twitter because he doesn't have a Twitter yet. Um, right, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh dearie. Um yeah, it was was very, very good. Um I might call it Jay's words. <laughs> I I really like not a robot. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Um I hope it's not stolen by someone else who's not a robot and is also probably Taz again. Um, <laughs> Tetsu Naito. Kazichka Kada. Double gold dash match, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Shall we spoil it or not? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> Tetsu Naito wins. He is Tetsu Naito, two belts. Were you surprised by the result? Because I was. I was expecting Carter to walk away. I wasn't. Um, something about winning in the IGPW Championship in Tokyo, and he's been saying that for a while. Mm. So, it was something that was going to happen. I think now was definitely the time, um, and I was I I let out an audible yelp at the end of this match. Um, obviously, always going to be spoiler alerts on this. It's strange that I'm doing this an hour and a half in, so whatever. But no, it was it was a damn good match. Um, probably. Match of the weekend, I would I would almost go as far as to say that as well. I don't know if I say match of the weekend. Um, I enjoyed Abushi and Akari more. Yeah, but that's fair. 
but it was a damn good match. Hmm. Damn good match. Um, anything that we got to particularly say about this? Um, because I mean, there was the there was the usual I mean, Rainmaker storyline. Definitely a masterpiece. Tetsuya Naito's knee injury came into play again. Um, there was some shots to that knee that were just phenomenal. Um, where where I mean, now what, for what Tetsuya? Was with all the baseball references anyway. Like... <laughs> um, uh, well, it's um, it's Tokyo. Um, that's the baseball field. Tokyo Dome is. Well, that makes more sense then. Yeah, Japan's well into their baseball, mate. They yeah, are more that. into it than America. That makes more sense than we know because I had no idea it was a baseball arena. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, there you go. Um, you learn something new. You always learn stuff here on Showing Light on the JFABE network. Um, are we going to say anything about this match um, other than what we've already said? Because I feel that it would be a shame to say anything other than it was a great match and people should go out of the way to watch it. Do we talk about after the match? Or do we leave that? That's that's the thing. Um, I think so much... I think you can't tease it and not now, so go for it. So, after Maito eventually beats Okada and wins both championships, which would be the World Heavyweight, World IJPW Heavyweight Championship and the IJPW IC Championship, Mm. You get Kenta coming down to the ring mm. and taking out Naito. Yep. He then now, sits on Naito's chest. Holding both of the belts. Yeah. Now, Kenta. Where does that leave him within the Bullet Club? Does that make him a leader if he wins? Or. Well, that's the thing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that Jay White, if he is apparently the leader of the Bullet Club, would have allowed that to happen. And that's the thing that's really interesting, doesn't it? Mm. From a character perspective, definitely, definitely not. Because we spoke about it within the first night, about Jay White and Kenta clashing. Mm. But if Kenta was to walk away with the titles and make Naito uh, a short champion yet again... Mm. Would you, would you see tension within the Bullet Club again and and have that split between the club? Or would you just get a new faction? 100%. That is the, that is the question. Um, I think the, the Bullet Club dynamics and the questions about the Bullet Club dynamics are not over yet. Um, at all. I, I think that Kenta, this is the right time for Kenta to be wearing it. I'm looking forward to seeing if Okada does revert to his red hair with balloons madness gimmick. I would like that to happen. I would like him to go slightly, slightly more on oh, yeah. the crazy side at this time as well. Um, I would like every time he doesn't have a title for him to become more and more unhinged. Um, I would be really, really interested in that. Um, but wouldn't it be really funny to have Crazy Kota, Crazy Okada as a team? Yes, it would. Have them both go crazy and just just like try and tear up the tear up the title scene. Yes, it would. That would be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, obviously, after that, there was, of course, um, the usual announcement: um, new beginning. Um, and of course, was it new beginning? Um, no, sorry, New Year's Dash. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, there was the um, there was the old announcement of. 
the schedule. Um, interesting things from the schedule this year is, um, is of course, that the G1 has been pushed back to October. Um, that is quite unusual um, for New Japan. Um, first time they've done it. So something to think about. I, I'm not quite sure why they've done that. Maybe they're waiting for certain stars' contracts to come up, or who knows. But, yeah, interesting. Um, Fantastic Mania is coming up next, so New Japan Pro Wrestling is about to get really stupid and boring, um, and no one's going to watch it until something good <laughs> happens, um, which is fine because it's a lot to report on during WrestleMania season. Anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> Love that WrestleMania season. <laughs> yep, it's our favourite. Um, yeah. Are we yeah. going to do three podcasts a week? No, we're not doing three podcasts in a week. In a different man. dimension. No, 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 we're not doing three podcasts a week in any dimension. That's, that, <laughs> that was fucking. That fucking killed the other rich. Yeah. What right. other rich? The one who, there was one who could travel through time and it was too much for him. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yeah? What? So, what? Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. What, you, 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 I thought you said you'd listen to the Christmas special. I did listen to the Christmas special. If you turn around and say what's with all the time, time, time duke, I am so going to block you. <laughs> Jade Babe will fall. That is not. That is not. That is not happening. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, really, really happy with how this has turned out. Um, I am looking for a music asset. There we go. Um, that'll do. And then I hit the there. Um, Jay, how are you feeling about showing light um, for 2020? 2020. I'm feeling really good about 2020. Um, look forward to sharing my thoughts on the new order and who the leader is. That's yep. Be um, an interesting segment. Yep, that's probably going to be in next week's show. Um, we're going to be looking at. I don't know who you're going to say, so it's going to be interesting. Um, assuming that this drops on the Wednesday, the eighth, um, we'll be expecting to produce a weekly show on Wednesday moving forward here on Showing Light. There will also most likely be a special 30-minute episode um, sometime before Sunday so that we can fit in NXT UK. Then moving forward, we'll be aiming for NXT and AEW news um, being the main thrust of it, along with some WWE window dressing, as they do wonderful things like inexplicably introduce lesbians into an ongoing storyline for no reason at all, especially when those lesbians are straight, um, or at least publicly known as straight, and the one lesbian performer that they have actually working for them isn't involved in that storyline in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, really hope they do more of that. <laughs> What a waste of Liv Morgan angle. Like, <laughs> so much more with that. Like, what are they doing? Right. Yeah. I, I could book a day off to just talk this over with you. We'd get like a week's we'd get like We could do three days three days worth of podcast on, on all the stuff we got to say this year. Um, there is a lot going on in the wrestling world. We have not regularly podcast in quite a while. 
Um, obviously, I'm on my third trip around 2019. This is the first time I've seen new wrestling in over 18 months now, if you really think about it. Um, that's if you've been listening to JFabe, and we are always <laughs> available on there. Jay, anything else to say? I don't know, I've just got this urge to say, wherever you are, there you are. <laughs> wherever you go, there you are, but yes. Um, and that's right. wherever you okay. go to anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. Um, you can always go to jfabe on YouTube. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> all of those places. There is Twitter. That has Jay Fabe. <laughs> you are the third J. You are the third J. Um, shout out to Mitch. Mitch. He's been listening all along. He's been listening to all of us. Mitch. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Yep. Love that Mitch. See you later. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Please don't make me go bald this time. I order you to take me back this minute. Sorry, kid. We're going home. You and Jay got some podcasting to do. OG Taz over and out. Cool, blimey. That's something that you don't feel every day. Oh. Two legs, ten fingers, ten toes. Oh, well. Looked like a human at least. That's good. Didn't want to come back green with three heads. Oh, this headache. Ever since my first breath, I've had memories that aren't mine. Well, they are mine. They happen to me. But... They're happening now. Every moment of every day they are. Blooming hell they hurt. They're calling me. From beyond the scar. Right, me old mocker. Let's see what you got for me then. Pip, pip, here we go. Hang on. Oh, that's Satellite 316 it is. Why the blooming hell's the retardist brought me here? Never been on Earth this late before. Full sail peninsula, if I'm not mistaken. After the land reclaimed it. Looks like they've sent a greeting party. Don't even know what type of people live here, nah. Hello, me old muckers. Hello. Hi. You alright? A guard from above? Look at that ship. I know that ship. You're talking riddles, old friend. I built that ship. 
He speaks the truth. It's alright. It's alright. Calm down. I don't like weapons, me. Much more of a talker. I reckon that's my gift, really. No need to worry. Weapons down. Put them down, me old muckers. We'll be fine. Alexa, tell me what I need to do. Because I haven't got a clue where to go next. Taz, I am Alexa. I go wherever my commanding officer tells me to go. But what do you do when your commanding officer is missing? There's no way this thing can track a retardus. I know Taz. I mean, my Taz would know what to do. Well, your Taz isn't here. I'm sorry, my love. But I am a strong, independent woman. Becoming Talixa with Taz made me that. And he was willing to accept help from his friends. The three years alone in the 1980s made him that sweet, kind man. You can't be responsible for everyone you know. You are not the hero of this story. And you never will be without the help of your stable. My stable's gone! The only tag team partner I've ever had has rejuvenated, changed his face. I don't even know what he looks like. And we lost his retardus. Picking up a signal. What do you mean, picking up a signal? It's a calm signal. But there's no traffic for miles around. The origin is a retardus. A retardus? How could it see us? If we can't see it. The temporal signature doesn't match ours. What do you mean? It's from the multiverse? But that's behind the rift. Removing tacky on artifacting. I swear you're making this up just sound clever. No one cool even has my number. Patching it through. Hello? Call you I'd speak to you again. Jesse? You said you'd see me again. I'll remember that. Where are you? I'm coming to save you. I'm calling you from before we entered the rift. From before I changed. Clone Rich is in the retardus. He's talking to himself. He thinks I can't hear him. <laughs> what a loser. Parked up on a planet just outside so I could make this call. I just got off the comm to Taz. He's just choking himself out. Wait, Jesse, don't go through the rift. Some things are a fixed point in time. They always will have happened. They were always going to happen. This is one of them. I don't have much time, so I'm gonna say this once. Two pieces of technology will have just fallen out of the rift within the last 24 hours. One of them made planet fall. Entertainment starships are guarding the Full Sail Peninsula, so don't bother. Technology located. The other one is heading towards the Body Shop Emporium. Follow it. That'll tell you your route. Jesse, wait. I don't know if I can live up to my future self. You better. And go easy on Rich. Him and Jay are part of your stable for better or for worse. And Taz, I promise you, this year you'll need all the help you can get. Setting course. The head of the rebellion is guarding the wormhole. Good luck, partner. I gotta go. No one's ever happy on the midpoint. <laughs>